0: Bridge Toll, California, customer service
1: number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus.
0: Thailand cave rescue operation.
1: What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California.
0: Best Western hotels.
1: How old is Ronaldo? What happened
0: with Big Brother Classic Engagement? How long forgive. before a wedding should I send How out and save the dates? Are in the first Use of the IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts
1: we're from... We to four
0: in Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast. Today we're going to talk about truths, For the modern SEO industry. Joining us is Michelle Fortin, who is the director of search at SEO Plus, which is a full service award winning marketing agency in Canada specializing in search and content marketing. SEO Plus was recently listed in the Globe and Mail's 2021 report on Canada's top growing companies. And today, Michelle and I are going to talk about whether we should call ourselves the SEO industry or not. This podcast is also sponsored by HREFs. All right, here's the first part of my conversation with Michelle Fortin, director of search at SEO Plus. Michelle, welcome to the Voices of Search Podcast.
1: Well, thank you for having me, Ben.
0: Excited to have you as my guest. A, you are a listener of the Voices of Search podcast through some networking, was able to connect and fill out our application form. Thank you for listening, and thank you for being the example for anybody else who is listening that you can actually come and be. Our guests, we love to talk to our audience. We love to talk to the SEO community. Thank you for applying to be a speaker on the Voices of Search podcast and for all of your support throughout the years.
1: Thank you for having me. And also thank you for all the work that you do because you do put out some amazing content, some amazing guests. And it's great to have a podcast that delivers such great value.
0: We like to consider ourselves high volume shooters. We release a lot of podcast content and hopefully we have a high quality bar. I'm sure that there are some stinkers out there, but I'm glad that you've been listening and enjoying the show. You are at a popular SEO agency in our brethren to the north, Canada. And you know, you've know you been doing this for a while, over 30 years. And you brought up the topic in your application about whether we should be calling ourselves SEOs in modern SEO. If we're not doing search
1: optimization, what are we doing? What should we be calling ourselves Well, that's a great question. A lot of uh, search engine optimization work uh, involves or hasn't involved for many, many years technical SEO. I mean, if you look at, for example, Google's lighthouse, you'll see things like performance and best practices. And of course, you got SEO. And if you click on the learn more, you'll see that it's all about being crawlable, findable, indexable and all that good stuff. But when we just look at SEO from a technical aspect, you know, for example, if you go on Twitter and you speak with a lot of SEOs there, you will see a lot of technical SEOs uh, talking about the best ways to be found and attract uh, organic traffic. But if we go a step beyond that, if we look at SEOs, at what do we do as SEOs? Do we actually help just drive traffic or drive rankings? What we really do is drive uh, leads to drive business, to drive interested people in our content, and for them to also take action on our website. And I kind of like the whole aspect of SEO as something that Kevin Indig, who's a very well-known director of SEO at uh, Shopify. Friend of the program. Right. And Kevin talks about SEOs being growth marketers. It's really about growing, growing your audience, growing your traffic, and of course, growing your sales. And so I kind of look at there is for example, the technical aspect of SEO, but there's also the content side. And we see that more and more nowadays with, for example, SEO for the longest time has been about go by the webmaster guidelines and you'll be fine. But now we have the page quality raters guidelines. We have semantic search. We've got NLP. We've got search features. We've got all these things that we now have to think about when we optimize for SEO. So it has to be more than just a technical aspect.
0: So... What I'm hearing you say is that search engine optimization is not just about the manipulation of the search engine. And I agree with you. And I agree with Kevin Indig that it is organic growth that is really what SEOs do. Sure, we call ourselves SEOs because that's kind of what's been used in the job titles. But I think that the higher level job function that SEOs are doing are driving organic search. And I think that SEOs get pigeonholed as Google optimization experts. And in reality, the practice of SEO is something that is relevant beyond just Google. You know, I think of doing SEO for podcasts for the Apple App Store and for Spotify to get our content to be picked up and ranked by those search engines, by those algorithms. Talk to me about some of the other channels that are relevant in search engine optimization, or or I guess I should say organic growth. What are some of the other things that SEOs can be doing? I
1: think the best term that I've ever come across, and of course, I've not created this term. This is something that's been around for a while. And I think it was uh, Pedro Diaz that actually popularized it. It's called SXO, which is Search Experience Optimization, because it really is all about giving users what they want, but making their experience and finding what they want and consuming that content, that answer, that solution that they're looking for in the best possible way. So, you know, there's a really good idiom that goes search to satisfaction or search to satisfaction. And it really is about what we do in terms of SEOs is not just kind of creating content, but also delivering it to the right audience in the right format at the right time. You know, you've got, for example, let me back up a little bit. Google used to be all about blue links, but now we've got carousels. Now we've got uh, featured snippets. Now we've got knowledge panels. Now we've got people also ask and also people also search for voice search. Exactly. So all of those things need to be taken into account. And if you look at now the newest algorithms that have been launched by Google coming up very soon. I mean, it's probably already launched, but they're going to be launching it at a larger scale soon. Mum, you've got a lot more to think about. I mean, now you have More than just, for example, text, you've also got images that can help in that search. You can also include, like you just said, voice search. So all of those things can help not only deliver or optimize content that delivers the content to the audience that they're looking for, but also does it match? Does it fit the audience? Is it the proper content delivered in the proper format for that audience? For the proper intent, for the proper, the right query that they're actually asking for.
0: So break that down a little bit for me, whether it's I am a organic growth marketer or whether I am an SXO, which honestly I'm a little uncomfortable with. For some reason, whenever you put the S and the X next to each other or <laughs> close to each other, it starts to feel like it can be misinterpreted. I'm afraid my mom's going to be like, you're doing sexo? What is going on here? <laughs> so let's go with organic growth marketing. Right That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. You got to think about your content, right? It doesn't matter what algorithm you're optimizing for. Your content, your landing experience, what are some of the other things that you're optimizing for the general buckets for what used to be an SEO, now we're calling a organic growth marketer? Right. I think
1: one of the, big, the most controversial, the most debated issues between ourselves as SEOs is what are ranking factors, right? We know of a few. Google has expressed or publicly confirmed a few. Some of them we don't know. It's a bit of a black box, but that's on an intentional tactic on Google's part, of course, because the more we know, if we know too much, we can kind of game the system. And that's the issue. Rather than ranking factors, I kind of like to call them, and of course, coming back to SXO, which is search satisfaction factors. What are the factors that are going to help satisfy that person's search? I think it was Cyrus Shepard who actually talked about be the first click and the last click on a search. Meaning you want to be the one that they choose, but also once they come to your site, they also stay there. They're happy with the results that they've gotten. So I look at it this way, so don't look at just what the how your content can rank and by that I mean looking at ways to make Google look at you better or rank higher or whatever we do as SEOs or the common things that we do as SEOs, but look instead at what you can do to satisfy the user and satisfy their search. And the more you do that, the more you focus on the user instead of Google, you're naturally going to A, serve Google, but B, do exactly what Google wants you to do, which is to give the users what they want. and To do that, the fundamental thing that you need to do as an SEO, and this is something that I've done before, let me uh, actually give you a bit of a background. I've been an SEO for all my life, but I've been mostly an SEO in the last few years of my life. I started out primarily as a copywriter. And in copywriting, one of the most important things that we need to do is to do market research. We need to look more into who's our audience or what are they looking for. In fact, there's something that I've learned in, in copywriting many, many years ago, 20 years ago, is who's your market, what is their problem, and how do they talk about it? If you answer those three questions in the world of copywriting, you've got it pretty much made. Well, guess what? It applies very much to SEO in the same way. If you know what is the content that you're going to deliver to your audience, or what is the best content that will fit your audience's query, but it also that matches the problem that they want to have solved. I think it it was another SEO, and I can't remember the name, but it that person called it pain point SEO, which is great. Because it really is is all about solving those pain points. And the more you did that, the more you know about your audience and the more you know about their pain points, the more you'll know about creating the content that will exactly solve their problems and also help them to take desired actions, which is now going into conversions and leads and all those wonderful things that I mentioned earlier.
0: You know, it's one of the things that always... I don't know if I want to say bothered me as someone who works in the SEO industry, but I, you know, I think of myself as more of a general marketer and I happen to be uh, knowledgeable enough to be dangerous in SEO, which is how I ended up being a talking head podcast host. But the problem and the bad rap for SEOs is, uh, you know, I've said this multiple times, the geeks in the corner, right? The black box manipulating uh, wizardry of marketing that just make traffic show up, but it's all technical optimization. And and there's a ceiling on that role, where you know there's the unknown capabilities of an SEO. They I don't understand what they're doing, but all of a sudden traffic starts working. And if you broaden the description of what you're doing to I am somebody who is an expert of driving organic growth. I believe that there is a higher I don't know, career ceiling or a different arc for SEOs. And that's one of the things that's bothered me when you look at the career trajectory for SEOs, you run into a problem where you, you can't really get out of the operational role for most people. Even the VPs of marketing at SEO, relatively small teams, very narrowly focused. When you're looking at somebody who's responsible for doing growth marketing... That tends to be organic social, tends to be search engine optimization, maybe the own content, maybe the own editorial as well. There's a larger ceiling. And those are all things that SEOs are really thinking about. When you think about the career arc of an SEO, you know what's the difference between somebody who is calling themselves an SEO and somebody who is an SXO or a, a growth marketer?
1: Well, the answer to that is, in terms of the title itself, SEO, which is when we talk about SEO, we talk about search engine optimization. And when we talk about an SEO as a person, it's a search engine optimizer. And again, that's why I'm not really a big fan of that term, simply because we're optimizing for the search engine. But really what we're doing is we're optimizing for the user. The fundamental aspect of marketing is it's all about who we are, the market, right? Right? That's what marketing is. It's all about the market, who we serve, who we deliver a product to, what pain points do we solve, and how we can best serve that audience. Well, the more we do that, the more we also satisfy Google and the search engines because that's exactly what they want. Look back at the old days of SEO. It was all about trying to make your content as easily found and Understood by Google, so that you'll rank higher, and also making sure that your keywords are amply uh, mentioned in your content, and all those wonderful things that we did as SEOs back in the day. And I've been I've been doing this for a long time, so I've been I remember the days of, of Lycos and, um, and Web Crawler and, and Alta Vista. White
0: text on a white background,
1: my favorite trick of all time. Right, but now you look at what Google is actually doing. Google is actually improving its artificial intelligence, its machine learning capabilities in order to be as user centric as possible, because it wants to think and wants to understand searches like a user, like a person, like a human being. So it makes no sense to think about optimizing for the quote unquote search engine, because really the search engine is trying to be like the user. They're basically removing themselves from the equation. So don't think about Google, don't think about the search engine that we're trying to optimize for, think about what you can do to optimize the content and the, the, the information that you're providing to your users. The more you focus on the user, everything else will kind of fall very much naturally. And that falls under the purview of marketing. You talked to me about earlier uh, SEO as a title of a, of a person's job or position. But i am seeing also a lot of companies now redefining their marketing departments. And in fact, we, we used to be called a, a digital marketing agency, but now it's kind of like marketing. It's really all about marketing. And SEO, PPC, social search, all the, digital PR, all those wonderful things are falling under the purview of digital marketing. And I think if we focus more on that is the whole aspect of what SEO does, it's just really to focus on how to attract quality traffic to your site and how to convert that traffic into leads and sales the more you got SEO automatically uh, done for you.
0: I could not agree with you more. And and Michael, you're, you're normally on the other side of this conversation. Now you get to be actively engaged. I want to talk to the audience for a second here. What Michael is saying is that you need to go home, update your resume, and not necessarily take SEO off of your resume. SEO is one of the functions that you can do. You, listener, are a marketer. You work in digital marketing. And the area of focus is driving organic growth to your business. And that infers that you have an understanding of content, you have an understanding of search engine optimization, and you have an understanding of data and analytics. And to me, that profile of a resume is someone that has a much higher career ceiling and a longer arc than someone who is a vertical area specialist in SEO. Sure. Within the SEO industry, we're still going to call ourselves SEO, but your positioning might be a little bit different and might be a little higher when you go home and tell mom, hey, what it is I do for a living? I'm a marketer. I work in organic growth, and maybe I'm an SXO as well. And that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Michelle Fortan, the director of Search at SEO+. Plus. In part two of this interview, which we'll publish tomorrow, Michelle and I are going to discuss the death of keywords. If you can't wait until our next episode, and you'd like to learn more about Michelle, you could find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter where his handle is Michelle410. That's M-I-C-H-E-L-F-O-R-T-I-N. Or you can visit his company's website, which is seoplus.ca. That's S E O P L U dot